everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we are going to review Juice, a 1992 American crime thriller directed by Ernest Dickerson and written by Dickerson and Gerard Brown. It stars Omar Epps, Tupac Shakur, Jermaine Hopkins, and Khalil Kane. The movie made $20.1 million on a $5 million budget, and it gets a ton of credit for introducing Tupac to the world. And in fact, just a few weeks ago, and we didn't know this when we picked Juice to be our uh, topic for, for, for this podcast, but just a few weeks ago, there was actually an event held to celebrate the 30th anniversary of this film. Wow. Just So for, for many people, you know, these accolades, that would be enough to, to, to consider this movie a classic. But today, we will determine whether it's a classic from other right perspective. We'll do a recap, we'll discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol that is, will be picked especially for this discussion. But we got to start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janiya Wright. I'm the middle. And I'm Brittany Wright, the youngest ever, ever, yo, DJ, <laughs> GQ, yo. Okay. So I see this movie is confusing. I'd like to make an You're announcement not a that, <laughs> that this, this will be my last podcast. <laughs> On a one and two. No, no, no. One of the movie characters was a DJ. You're not oh. a DJ. Oh, sorry. You got confused. DJ Stilo. <laughs> DJ Stilo. <laughs> that was Britney's DJ name as a child. DJ Stilo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Clearly, she's Never. confused. It never caught on. It's all right. Can y'all believe? <laughs> can y'all believe that we just happened to pick this movie right as its 30th anniversary was? I can't. I can't. I celebrate can't it. You like, know why? I can't. And you know why? why because bro? life, life why, also bro? does what? What does life also do? Really? It gives you jazz. Even you, you could play jazz, but the jazz is already being played. <laughs> Listen, it was the universe whispering in our ear to juice. That's right. Mm-hmm. Juice. That's right. Z yeah. 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 no. <laughs> about juice. Juice. <laughs> and, and, for, and, and, and honestly, y'all, the real reason we picked it is that I I personally want to see all of the movies that um are in the title. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. I love this. That love Wayne this Brothers journey. movie. Because I, I saw that movie, but I hadn't seen any of the other movies. So you don't have any context, right? I want to so, get so, to okay. those other movies so don't be a menace. circle back. Don't be a menace while drinking. Don't be, don't a, be a menace, menace to South, South Central. Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Okay, so you saw Menace Society. Yes. You haven't seen South Central. No. Drinking your juice, you saw juice and boys in the hood, and you we saw, saw boys, boys in, the in the hood. All right, so so you just need so to see South Central, yes, okay. and all we're right. good. All right, all right, this is fun. And then, and <laughs> and then, then we can circle and back we, and, and watch that can, one. Then, so we don't can, be. Yes, then we can review, then we can review, <laughs> don't be a mess. Yes, yeah, when, <laughs> when, when we went to go see Don't Be, I remember, I think I was in high school and. I remember going to the movie theater. People were cracking up. You wanted, you wanted to know I was what? on like a like a team quadruple date, you know. <laughs> Everybody was cracking up. And I was just like, ha ha ha. I can see tonight. 
oh, they got us there. Uh, I had no idea what anybody was laughing at because I just like it was funny, but it was clearly I was missing all of it. So I will be redeemed. And, and you know what? It's so it's so beautiful because this is what really started us doing this: the <laughs> fact that we love musicals, yeah, and we feel like we should talk about it, and because we already do. And Janaya hasn't seen any hood movies, which was also uh, so. So, have we been using the hood movies and musicals hashtag yet? Not if yet. not, all right. I think you can go ahead and hashtag this one. I think it's time. Hashtag it. We're going to come up with a super awesome logo, but we're playing jazz. So listen, go ahead. Yeah. This is yeah. going to be the first episode. Well, there's been many, but this is going to be the first. Hashtag hood movies and musicals. And anytime we do a hood movie or a musical, it will have that hashtag so that if people need to watch just the hood movies and the musicals, they can click it. Yeah. Oh, man. Especially because I would love to discuss the parallels of Sound of Music and Juice. All right. I can see what kind of podcast this is going to be. Right. Ah, you know, I was in really good space. Oh my gosh. We are going to have a playlist space. on our YouTube page. Yes. Yeah. yes. It's going to be a musical playlist. Because you could go back <laughs> and hashtag all the. Exactly. Oh, this is so good. Listen. Good. And, you, looks- and for those of you who are just listening, you have to understand Janaya's face when she gets the activity that she has to do. <laughs> She's just <laughs> so excited. Oh, going to make an action item Listen. and then check it off the list. It was hard in Austria during that time, just like. I thought we got Did off you? it. I thought we got off it. I thought weren't they in Austria? I we tried we, to move past. I it, thought bro. we pivoted, but it didn't work. Valiant you know why? Because she's the youngest. Yeah, <laughs> and the youngest wheels that hour. <laughs> I saw well, you were trying to miss it. Well, I, yeah, continuing to ignore it. Let's talk about voting <laughs> symbols. Let's talk about voting symbols for the movie June. Yeah, a mountain. Okay. <laughs> Is it a hill that's alive? Anyway, I'm not going to go. Okay. I have two voting symbols to recommend for consideration. Okay. Hit us with them, sis. The first one is a scratched vinyl record. Now. Janaya's ideas are starting to get too good. Like, I I miss the super... Uh, esoteric deep. <laughs> All right, good, good. Scratch vinyl. Well, Scratch well, vinyl one, record. This one, it actually, it 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 is meaningful for this movie we'll in a lot of ways. Explanation. Well, of but course, see, it's still a good symbol either way. All right, all like right. usually, she'll be like, "Already, I'm with cr- it." Okay, a crumpled candy wrapper. <laughs> On the floor next to a grate in the subway. You know, that's normally us. Did you look at my notes? That's the second one. <laughs> All right. Scratch, scratch vinyl record. A scratch vinyl record. Okay. Now, of course, uh, you know, one of the main characters is an is a DJ. He's a local DJ. He's aspiring, like he wants to be a, a DJ great. All right. And so for that reason, um, absolutely a vinyl record makes sense. Um, also, you know, he was in, that main character was actually in a DJ competition the night 
that all of their lives started to go awry. That pivotal night in the movie was the night of the, the DJ competition for that, that particular character, Q. Uh, but also, when you think about the scratching of a vinyl record, that is actually not the record's intended use. The record is meant to just be laid on the turntable and just played. It's destiny. It's just to play a beautiful, uh, it could be a song. It could could be spoken word. We don't know, but it had its intended use. It's destiny is to just to be played, but Mm -hmm. something, someone is intervening and stopping it from reaching its destiny and just holding it in a holding pattern. And and what makes it so crazy is like that is exactly I'm never going to any other parties. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening in these young men's lives. You're watching these young men no. and you're you're aware of all of the possibilities and you want their lives to play out as they as they could. But 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 we watch so many things, so many pieces of context, um, including you know, very real emotional and mental distress, keeping them from being able to just to have that, to, to be on whatever their, their path could have been. And what also makes the scratching, that scratch vinyl record such a good symbol is that in the context of a party or of a scenario where a DJ is, is doing that scratching, putting that record in that holding pattern, there are people all around cheering him on, telling him, yes, keep Keep that record in that holding pattern, making that unintended sound, that scratching sound. And that is exactly what was happening in the in these, this was happening. This neighborhood, this is a, a situation where the wrong things are being celebrated. Oh, right. And for that was... reason, I think a scratch vinyl record wow. could be a good symbol. Okay. I don't even want to hear number two. We're done for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Y'all, I got to give you number two because number two was actually the first one I came up with. Okay. And okay. What was number two. Number two. All right. So <laughs> you, you all know, um, just as I am just making my way into the, um, into, hood movies, I'm also just getting to know my new friend, hip hop. All right. And so the soundtrack for this movie, very interesting. I hadn't heard any of these songs. All right. And there was one in particular um, called Know the Ledge by Eric B. and Rakim. And it's Rakim. And Rakim, which is that's what I meant to say. No, I didn't know. All right. And this song, it's actually called Know the Ledge, you know, parentheses juice, which it's, it's the, you know, basically the title track for, for the movie. And I'm not going to read all these lyrics to you. Maybe we can look at some of them a little later in the podcast. But I would encourage people who don't know this song to look at the lyrics because the lyrics of the song, they're telling the story of a young New Yorker who is constantly, um, you know, fighting for respect. Okay, and and wondering and hoping that they are, uh, you know, teetering on the ledge just right, meaning doing just enough to to get the respect and the cred, but also to be able to survive. Okay, it's like, yeah, I'm engaging in violence and shenanigans. I am. Okay, but I also don't want to die. And you're just, and, and then the, 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 there's just a refrain where he keeps saying, let's see if I know the ledge. 
let's see if I know the ledge. And he's just, he's, he's hoping, he even says at one point, hoping that I know the ledge. And then at the end of the song, it turns out that he didn't know the ledge because by the end of the song, that pursuit of cred and respect via violence is, um, is rewarded with death because the character in the song is dead by the end. So the ledge, y'all. And then I, I guess I should also just say that um, the main character, um, you know, the, the, the final death in the movie, Bishop, how does he die? He's dangling over the ledge of a building. Then he plummets to his death. So the symbol is the ledge. The symbol's the ledge. Those are my two recommendations. Well, Janai, as always, you have not disappointed. Oh, I just, I just rethinking that this movie, you all. I'm, I'm once again, my heart. It's so heavy. <laughs> Playing that your heart is heavy because I felt something so different. Well, before we get into that, I, Brittany, I've been for those of you who don't know, I've been holding back Brittany's thoughts. I've been holding them back because. <laughs> Um, but I want to hear them real time. She keeps being about to talk, and I'm stopping it because I'm preaching. In our preaching, yeah, we pre almost was sharing. She almost went there because I and she, I don't want to hear it yet because I'm so okay. I want to hear I want to I want to feel it as it comes out. All right. <laughs> because oh, now and every time you say something, it makes me more curious because <laughs> like I'm so like just those couple of words I'm like. What was she thinking? All right, you know what? Let's wait. Let's and she wait. texted us a little bit while she was yes. watching it. More yes. teasers. Yes, teasers. All yeah. right. So I, first of all, Janaya, <laughs> those were some very Janaya picks. And I couldn't come up with one for this. Mm. Uh, and the reason why is because I was thinking of a bullet, but we did a bullet before and at the end of the day and I also thought of a revolver which drove a lot of this story but it wasn't absolutely with, it did but it wasn't what ended it you know mm. and 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 I couldn't really think of something that was like you know I thought of a of a vinyl record like Janai but it wasn't really based on the story. It was more that when the movie came out, that's how they were marketing it. Mm. Like, it, like the, the whole DJ perspective was really, you know, featured up front in the trailers and, and the stuff like that. So I, I thought it was very relevant. But in the actual story itself, it you know, it doesn't really pertain to the whole thing until... I got the explanation from Janaya. So I feel like I, I feel like I would throw in probably where you know, I'm barring if Rudy comes up with uh something real good right now, but you all are about to witness the real time <laughs> coming up with a symbol. Okay. Uh, you couldn't even let me um, I was sitting oh, you were about to say more. No, I was introducing you. Oh, I'm I was, sorry. I, I was Steve Harvey in it. Oh, I'm bad, bad. You I'm, were doing a great I'm, job, bro. Really building some of You did. I thought I, I was ready. High energy. You were too ready. I was, I was, I was getting too into it. And you oh. got so excited. And you just. Oh, a gun. 
walking around and shooting everybody. <laughs> now you deal with your problems. Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> that lad should have went to an ocean. You know what? Because it was. Hey, How'd you really hey. feel? Yeah, um, I just. <laughs> all right. So we have three options a final <laughs> record, a ledge, or a gun. <laughs> Which one should we go with? My vote is for vinyl record. <laughs> all right. I'll go with a record. That has a gun on it. I feel right. like that's a fair. <laughs> I agree. Because I'm going to tell you, if we're looking at 12 inch records from the 90s, I'm almost positive there's going to be one with a gun on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. gun on it. Brittany, that's it. So, hey, you, you were the voice of reason. Okay. So, she, <laughs> so she Voltron the ideas into she is pushing <laughs> all of the votes. Listen, because I want every voice to be heard as it should. (laughs) You like a nice melange. A nice melange. All right. So at the end of this podcast, that's right. Juice will receive zero, one, two, or three (laughs) scratch final records with a gun on it. Yeah. It must receive three to be considered a classic from of the right perspective. Can I just ask one thing for clarification? Sure. Is the record itself scratched, or are you talking about the action of scratching a record? Or are you saying Bro, it's record? both? Bro, it's both. That's all I needed. I'm, I'm good. It's both. Right, let's go. Let's go. It's both. It's both. Mm. The, the motion of scratching the record has happened so much that the record is scratched. I That's get it. it. Let's go. That's it. Let's go. All right. All right. So let's hop into our recap. We've already shared a ton of spoilers, but if you're new to our podcast, listen, we do a recap because most of our content is quite old. And so we do a recap because you haven't seen it in a while. Okay. And maybe you haven't seen it at all, but you want to enjoy the podcast. Mm -hmm. So we do a recap at the top. Let's hop in. This is a recap of Juice. Juice takes place in the early 90s in Harlem, and it centers around a group of four teens that have grown up together. Bishop, played by Tupac Shakur, Quincy, or Q, played by Omar Epps, Raheem, played by Khalil Kane, and Steele, played by Jermaine Hopkins. And while these kids are high school aged, they aren't super duper concerned about high school. It seems like their typical day involves skipping school to engage in relatively minor illegal activity, like smoking marijuana, gambling at a local arcade, stealing records from a music shop. How do they get away with this? Well, it's a good question, because for the most part, they seem to have a reasonable level of familial accountability. Three of the four have parents that are present and pushing them, you know, to get to school. And, um, you know, they have fun, rowdy relationships with their siblings. You know, Raheem, the Raheem character, he actually has a child. And the child's mother is even telling him to be more productive, you know, get it together. The only one that seems to be a little isolated at home is Bishop, okay? He's being raised by his grandmother, and she seems a bit hands-off, okay? And then his father is physically there, but he has been incarcerated and was clearly traumatized by the experience. I mean, he's 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 basically a zombie, you know. And in the course of one well, particular I, I, I think I think the implication was he was also on drugs. 
Okay. That's that's oh. yeah. all right. I could see that. Yeah, I could that, see that he was he was like was. catatonic kind of. Yes. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. No. Um. And in the course of one particular should have been at school day. Okay. The kids find themselves running from the truancy police, running Me from a <laughs> running from a corner store owner who yells at them for for loitering. And running from a street gang that like to hassle them, okay? And they are hanging out and they conclude that all of this running is due to a lack of juice, okay? AKA street cred, power, respect. Eventually, they come up with a plan to rob that store owner to get some money and some juice. Raheem, the unofficial leader of, and he's like the caretaker of the group, really, he kind of masterminds the plan. He gets the gun, you know, he schedules a planning meeting to go over the logistics. Q <laughs> is not really into it, okay? Partly because he has a big DJ competition that night, uh, but mostly because he just doesn't really care about acquiring that kind of juice. He's not into it. He has an adult girlfriend and he just seems to kind of be over, you know, some parts of the group dynamic. Still, clearly just goes along with whatever the group is doing. You know, he ain't nobody's gangsta. He's just a fun kid that wants to hang out with his friends and he's just going to do whatever this adult girlfriend. <laughs> we got to talk about that big time. So Bishop is really the only one who seems to be really into the idea of the robbery. Okay. And it <laughs> actually turns out that he's actually too into it. All right. The robbery was going smoothly. And the group almost had the chance to run out with the money, okay, and get away with it when Bishop shoots the store owner in the head for no reason, no okay? Reason. Well, let me clarify. There was no robbery-related reason, but there was a reason. And the reason is that Bishop is a sociopath. I looked up the word sociopath to be sure that I'm using the word correctly, and I am. Okay, a sociopath <laughs> is a person with a personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior and a lack of conscience. Okay, he don't got no conscience. Serial killer. Bishop had no remorse whatsoever. And within minutes of shooting the store owner, he shoots Raheem, his childhood friend he done grown up with, the caretaker of the group. Okay, he shoots Raheem for trying to take the gun. Raheem is trying to take the gun from Bishop. Bishop shoots Raheem. Okay, kills him dead. All right. Q and Steele look on, mortified and scared for their lives. Okay. In the days that follow, Bishop takes, he, he, he ends up, he kills the gang leader that had been harassing them. And he, he, he proceeds to mentally kind of torture Q and Steele at every single turn, you know. Bishop even went as far as to shoot Seal for being disloyal, AKA asking him to stop killing people, okay? And then Bishop goes about trying to frame Q for all of the shootings that he had done. And Q does not know what to do, okay? His friend has clearly lost it and he can't turn Bishop in because the truth would essentially link them all to the first murder of the, of the, of the store owner. Mm. And of course, eventually Bishop does try to kill Q. Okay, Q fights for his life 
and somehow he manages to get away with only a shot in the arm. Okay, Q is running away. He runs into a building through a crowded party and onto a rooftop with Bishop in pursuit. Okay, they continue to fight and in the momentum of the tussle, Bishop ends up dangling off the edge of the roof. Okay, Q tries to hold on to him, but he can't. Bishop falls to his death. The party goers had followed the fight up to the roof and they witnessed the whole thing, okay? And as Q is leaving the roof, one of the party goers says to him, you got the juice now, man. Q never wanted that kind of juice. And he certainly didn't want it um, at the expense of the lives of all of his friends. So in the end, it turns out, thank goodness, that Steele actually survived the shooting so two of the four friends actually remain, okay? And then we learn from a radio voiceover at the closing credits that Q actually does realize his dream of becoming a well-known DJ. But at what cost? Mm. And the end. Wow. You know something I realized when you were talking is that Omar Epps is Q also in Love and Basketball. I was like, why am I recognizing this name for him? <laughs> I was like, his name is Quinn. feel so familiar? In Love and Basketball. Okay. I was like, okay. Okay. Mm. Brittany, mm. The, the leash is off. I want to hear those initial emotions <laughs> that I've been stopping. Listen, since first we- of all, <laughs> what you need to know is that when I started this movie, <laughs> It described in the description box, it said thriller. I said, when has a hood movie been a thriller? I was like, okay, normally it says drama or like ethnic choice or something. I was like, thriller? I said, well, this is going to be interesting. That caught me off guard. it was a thriller. I think that, I actually agree with that qualification. I can see it. It I can see it. Wow. It was absolutely I wouldn't have thought of it that way, but. At all. Let me tell y'all about this serial killer movie. That's what this is. Bishop was a serial killer. It's a thriller. Yeah. It's a thriller. Let me tell you something. Janai, she texted me. She called me. She said, oh, she was in a swirling eddy of degradation and despair. After I finished it? After she finished it. And I was just like, well, man, oh, goodness. You know, she put me in the mind of like how we were feeling about the wire and all the kids on the wire and how they could have had a chance. Let me tell you something. Because what I said, what I said to Brittany was, oh, my black boys, mm-hmm. my black mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. After I got done, I said, these four badass kids. <laughs> That's all these were. Your grandma is in there making some kind of breakfast for you. You getting up, getting dressed. They when they sit in your tail to school. Okay. Y'all got a local hangout with Samuel L. Jackson and likes to get with high school students. That's beside the point. We're not there yet. You, Omar Epps character Q, you have your mom uh, telling you to get up, which all these parents were angry except for the grandmother, which was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, all these parents are mad. And I was like... Mornings are chaotic. Mornings are chaotic. They are. Very chaotic. Your mom is telling you to get your tail out of bed so you can go to school. You're about to oversleep again. Uh, Still, you have both your mom and your dad who are both working people. 
Your mom has breakfast and stuff ready. You are doing all these things, but you choose to leave your books at the door and pick up that little $10 radio and walk around with it, playing the cassette tape. And then here you are, Raheem, walking around in these streets. You have your mom and your sister, and obviously it's a loving home. You used to have cute little banter going back and forth, which confused me a little bit because I was like, is that his girlfriend? Okay, The tone was strange. The tone was strange. Then you get out there and I see you. You have a weird relationship with your baby's mom. It was a horrible relationship, actually, to the point where she knew that you was going to end up where you did. Dead. And she didn't want her son any parts of that. You know what? These were just some bad kids. Mm. That's all that was because they knew better. They knew they were running from the Trent police. They knew they needed to be in school, even to the point where Donald Fajon's character, who just was in there for three seconds, when he was walking past Q, he said, oh, you don't remember it? Talking about his combination to his locker. Why? Because obviously your tail hasn't been at school. <laughs> so you know what? If all y'all would have tails would have went to school, everybody would be alive. Mm. The store manager, Raheem, Still wouldn't been shot. They should have let the record and play. And the Puerto Rican gang leaders. He would still be alive too. Bernardo would still be alive as well. Okay? But no, he's dead too. That wasn't his name. His name was not Bernardo because I don't know what his name was. But let me tell you something. These were just some bad kids. That's all they were. I don't feel bad for them. Your tail should have been in school. You would have been fine. You knew better. Even the other police officer, when the truant officer actually got still and took him to school, his tail still left. Well, can, still I left. Ask you, can I ask you this? How come you can remember Bernardo's name when we're talking about Juice, but not West Side Story? It's a good question. His life is jazz. Well, there it is. All right. These were bad kids. I mischievous, had, maybe? Mm, no, bad. Mm. Now we're dead and shot. I see this movie since the 90s, actually. And I had a very interesting experience because I remember really enjoying this movie. Mm. Okay, and, and like, and I don't know where. Most of the time, I kind of know where I'm going to fall. When we, but I, I really need this conversation to to figure out where I'm going to fall on this movie. But what I'll say is, is right up front, I think Brittany brought up an issue in a way that I I was going to talk about in a different way. I was going to say that I couldn't really feel what the movie was doing in terms of messaging mm. because what pretty it was just so interesting when you said that it was under thriller because it presents itself in a lot of ways as a traditional movie talking about the hood but really this is a movie about this sociopath named bishop and i think that it would have been a better movie if they would have leaned into either of those directions Mm. Because um, you definitely could have made a movie about this kid, Bishop, who was trapped in all of these circumstances and just ended up being a murderer based on just happenstance. Or you could have leaned into this kid had a bad 
upbringing and he's a sociopath now and go and really delve into that mental, you know, spiral, like, like just this, you know, having maybe some scenes of him just in a room by himself, just going crazy. Yeah. But like, yeah, but it just felt like it was doing kind of both at the same time Mm. and neither one of them really, because it didn't, what drove Bishop to be a murderer didn't really have much to do with their circumstance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the movie was kind of presented. It's called Juice. And And you know what? You're you're pointing out what for me was a real gap in this movie. I had I felt a gap in that there was um, early in our um, introduction to Bishop um, when the uh, the street gang first, um, you know, came to the group to harass them to the to the core group. Um, they they indicated that Bishop had a reputation for being crazy. They said, we don't care if he's crazy. We don't care if his father's been incarcerated. We got those two little nuggets from that one quick exchange between the gang, just kind of telling, explaining why they weren't afraid of Bishop. But we never really got the rest of the story there. It was like, why did Bishop already have a reputation of being crazy. Mm -hmm. If they had just shown us a little bit of how he got that reputation, and bro, you you said it, it could have been one scene, one very quick scene, or even a quick storytelling, for us to kind of see a behavior that would have given us a sense. I I agree with you, bro. If they had had just flushed that out. And they gave us a little bit of, you know, when they showed his home life, so it's like, they gave us a little bit, but not enough. And you didn't not flesh enough. it out. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. like, but even in that scene where you first meet him with the gang members, you don't get that sense of him being this serial killer sociopath because he is like on the gate and he's kind of standing on the side of the, of the store and he's standing his ground, but he gets more hype. When he sees his friends walking up the yeah, street. Yeah, exactly. And then he starts to say stuff. So you're like, oh. And my, I immediately was like, oh, okay. He's, his bark is worse than his bite. He's just, you know, these are just some punk high school kids. But really, this movie ended up being Cooley High meets Law and Order. <laughs> meets NCIS. <laughs> I said, but, what is happening? But, but and real quick, is, I, wanted to give, is, I wanted to give Bernardo's real name before we move too far past it. The <laughs> actor was Victor Campos and the character's name was Kielis, who nah. was the owner of the store. And that, ahead, bro. that, but that scene that you're talking about also, a lot of times the hood movies, they ring very true. Mm. Like in terms of how the interactions are. But because we didn't really have any of the background of why they were harassing Bishop, what Bishop did. And like Brittany said, you saw a little bit because you did see a little bit in his personality in a sense of how he puffed up once his friends came. But I'm going to tell you, for me, I didn't understand why they weren't beating him down. Because like, if there's this amount of animosity, like, because like you said, I should be beating you up. And if if not, it would have made sense if he had this reputation of, okay, he pops off at the mouth, but that's because he's crazy. And, yeah. you know, like, if they would have gave us that, we could have understood why they practice some restraint. But also, 
when these are very volatile situations. Like when you're talking about these kids that don't have really direction. And if anything, I would think there was only two of the other guys coming. So at the time, so it would have made sense for that to make it worse. If anything, like totally. that it, would have, that three would, to, it was like three to seven or something. That's what I'm saying. Three, and, yeah, and ratios. This is why I was just like, these are just some bad kids. Yeah. Y'all and your little gang are walking across around. Yeah, I saw you in there, Tretch from Naughty by Nature. You and your little friends are just walking about in these streets, just messing with people. And, and I was also just like, Vincent, Vincent Laresca played Rodimus, who was the head of the street gang. That's who I was talking about. The head of the street gang when I said Bernardo. Listen, oh, when, when, as I was just like, these are just some bad kids mm. that need not not saying that they not saying that they're not living in a devastated situation. But y'all, we've seen in some of these shows and movies, devastated situations mm-hmm. where it is looking terrible. And I'm just like, y'all are making the choice right now to do things that you know you have no business doing. And, and the thing is, is that that would have been, if they would have leaned into that, that would have made yeah. the movie better to me yes. because you, it would have been, the title of the movie is Juice, which is about people trying to get respect, right. basically. And I could see a movie about oh, kids. That's what the juice is. Got it. Okay. I don't know what else it is. I was like, oh, is it the murder juice? I was like, I didn't know it was the murder juice. So many Yes, the murder clues. juice. In addition to, to the murder juice. In addition oh to all of the yes, jillions the, of context clues in the movie, in yeah. the recap, I literally yeah. said yeah, she, juice, what'd you say? AKA yeah, street uh-huh. cred, yeah, power, respect. In the, in the, um, you know what? So, I was so, thinking about him being Quincy twice. Sorry. My bad. That's okay. That's okay because you know that's why we watch the movies in community. That's why we. That's why we. That's why we are together. So what what I'm saying is, is that would have that would have been something interesting to see these kids because I would say um, it would like based on my personal experience, I. You know, we talk about a lot. We grew up and we didn't grow up in a broken home. But I was also just, Pittsburgh is a place that's smaller than you realize. You know, like um, how much happens inside of a five, 10 mile radius is really, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see how close we were to each other. So what I'm saying is, is I can understand being a young man growing up in this, time period and like wanting to be respected and that might of lead course. you to do some things yeah. that you know could get you caught up so that would make sense but they never really made that get that bridge exactly. and, no. even, and even when mm-hmm. and even when they were talking about because like you could see when 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 uh q went in to the bar to get the cigarettes right and um he has there's a point where he goes into the bar there's a guy he knows who just got out of jail who's in the bar 
Yes. Robbing about to rob the bar. Okay? Yes. He's about to rob the bar. And when he came out, Jedi, what was not not um Quincy, the, the guy, like the head guy, you said he was the uh caretaker of the group. Khalil. Khalil. Okay. Khalil Khan, so, Khalil Kane's character, Raheem. Raheem, Sorry. Raheem, Raheem. That's the name I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Raheem. Which so, shout out to Khalil Kane. You have been in so many things. Oh, yeah, he definitely. And you is. are an amazing yeah. actor. Yeah. There are well, certain I, ones that do not get enough shine. He and I, I, I would, I actually want to talk about that too because I think acting wise, they all did great. But, but before, yeah. I, but, but before I get there, I want to say that when you look at when he, when they came, when he came out, and then you know Bishop is like wanting to go in there. Raheem was the one who was the voice of reason. Like, mm-hmm. like, no, we're not going in there. And then they go back, they have the argument. And then the next thing, Raheem is the one going to go get the gun to yeah. plan the robbery. It doesn't, it doesn't connect. Like, like, they, At they, all. And they, like I said, the bones were there to well, make it connect. Yeah. They, they, can I they, tell they, you, can, and I agree with you, bro. Like, yeah. like there was, there was a, a point at the end, toward the end, after Bishop, um, has un- you know unraveled, where he um, is confronting Q in school as Q is blowing dust off of his textbooks. Um, he's confronting Q in school, and he says, "Listen, now you want to be in school." He said, "He said I don't." He, he basically gave a little monologue about how his life is meaningless. He felt all of their lives were meaningless, and so he just said, you, "You'll die when I say it's time for you to die," because my life doesn't mean anything, and yours certainly doesn't either. Even that little monologue earlier to the top, maybe before the killing, could have given meaning to, yeah. to all of it because it would have been our chance to mm-hmm. see Bishop was not actually about the juice. He was mm-hmm. using the juice as a cover for what was actually mm-hmm. a, a dip, some other kind of you know mania. You know what I mean? Mental disorder. I mean, seriously. And, 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 and the other thing is, you know what I started to think of um, was the movie, which I had, did. I actually have not seen this. Me and Brittany do this thing where if one of us watches a movie, we will tell the other one the other the movie in detail and detailed mm-hmm. narrative. So, the, but the other one can watch it if they want. But really, they've gotten mm-hmm. the gist. Okay, Listen, you we don't do that with the podcast words. movies. We do it with the other. You don't movies. need it. Just so you, you know, we, don't don't, we, we watch the podcast movies, but. There was a movie um, with um, the boy from he the the he, the from Home Alone. What's his name? Macaulay Culkin. With Macaulay Culkin in it, where he played like a bad seed kid. I the kind bad. of like it was oh, called the, the Other son. son or something. The good, the good son. son. The good son. The good son. Which is a great. And movie. long story That's short, and again, I haven't seen movie. this movie. We should watch. Based on Britney's recap, um, in the, the movie, in the movie, the kid um, he comes it. from a perfectly, I think, nurturing home or something. There's nothing in his environment that would have created who he actually turned out to be, if if, if I'm getting that right, Britt. Um, But he was truly a sociopath, you know? So anyway, I'm not, again, I haven't seen that movie. I shouldn't shouldn't have used it as my example. 
But the point is, we, to your point, bro, it was confusing. Was was Bishop the way he was because of his home circumstance? Or was he the way he exactly was because right. of an actual, um, you know, disorder exactly. that, that needed to, that was, hadn't been diagnosed and wasn't being dealt with? Uh, so, or was it that happens in it the black both. community I, so often? Yeah, where it's just like, oh, pray it away, it or both. this is just the one in the community that we all take care of. Like, it it gets written off so often and in so many ways. Like, <laughs> that shouldn't have been written off though. And yeah, someone should have While you was in totally. the kitchen making bacon, I needed you to see what was happening. With your grandchild. And y'all, the woman who played grandma, that was the same actress that in um, the uh, Coming to America movie was on the train and was like, she was on the train and she was like, I'll marry you. (laughs) And he gave her the earrings. (laughs) That's why she looked familiar. Yes. yes. (laughs) But bro, I want to to go back mm -hmm. to something you said, bro, because when you talked about um, Raheem going back and planning the murder, I mean, the, um, the the robbery when he wasn't really down for it to begin with. I didn't actually struggle with that, bro. Because what I saw Raheem doing was planning a very low stakes robbery so that he could check the box for his overeager friend, Bishop. That's what I felt. I felt like Raheem was managing the situation, you know, <laughs> you know, kind of saying, listen, he's, we, we've got to do something. What like this was to, it was almost like this is the lowest stakes kind of way that we could do this and check this box off so we can not continue to have this looping conversation of we're not hard enough. And I so I felt like he was planning and, and orchestrating the group into the lowest stakes possible, you know, well, 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 the, crime. Absolutely. But I'm saying that could have been a two minute scene. Mm-hmm. Like that could have been a two minute scene where he's talking to Q like, look. Just to explain it. We yeah. have to. We have to do something. Yeah, like, 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 like yeah, and, and right, it made I it, had to it, add that narrative. Yeah, the movie didn't tell me that. that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. If the skeleton is there, like you, you can make logical leaps from each point, but it's mm-hmm. just. And I want to say this because I do think the kids in this movie did superior jobs. I thought. Everybody, because which makes me more sad because I feel like if the story was tightened up, they could have really dug yes. into this. Like, like yes. imagine if they would have because I think the, the more interesting thing would have been to not call it juice, call it something else that would have unfolded to be about this boy's descent into madness and yes. like that would have been interesting yeah. to watch yeah. you know what I'm saying and I think Tupac could have really did it like I think he could have really I could just see him in a room going crazy you know like and then coming out and trying to be normal and but what I'm even with what they were given I feel like there was no weak points in that I felt like it was all very good every like when Tupac came to talk to Q, and uh, I mean, when Bishop came to talk to Q at, at school, that was a terrifying conversation. Yeah. And like, and when. Um, Don't be hiding behind my locker when I close it. Terrifying <laughs> conversation. That's not. You're hiding under stairs when still you're just trying was, to go that home. Was, that was and thriller. Still, and still he when he was. popping out. When, when still, like, 
still did a great job in that scene. Just, just seeing him job. processing, I just need to say something so I can totally. live past this moment. And that was the other thing that was hard for me. Like, why would still walk away with Bishop like that? Like, like that, like, and I know we could put in the thought process of where they were friends for all this time, and you know, but like based on the flow of the movie and how much Bishop was tripping, I just didn't believe that still would go down the alley with this dude. You know what I'm saying? Bro, but bro, if it, it, it part of it is that they were almost kind of at Bishop's mercy. It was like he had complete control of them because they couldn't do anything to report him to help themselves without hurting themselves. And also they knew how volatile he was. They knew that he could just kill them at any time. And so I felt like Steele was just trying to stay on his good yeah, side. I can see that. At, I can see that. You know, so he's That's like, what I thought, yeah. Steele, Steele was home. He had made it through the day. Okay. Without getting killed by Bishop, Bishop's in the stairwell. And it's like, let's go this way. And he tried not to go. He was like, well, actually I'm heading up. The-. And Bishop was like, no, we're going to the arcade. And still just was like, if I don't go, he'll, He'll kill me tomorrow. Like, I don't know. And he might might follow me up the stairs and kill my whole family. Totally. Who who knows what I'll do? I felt like like he went broke because it was just like he was, they had, he had no choice. I agree 100%. I'm just saying, I feel like they could have, that was another thing they could have, it would have been very trivial to just make that flow. Like, just seeing the conversation between Steel and Q, for example. Yeah, of of just how they're trying to manage this, you know. Now, social- bro, what about what about the phone call when Steele called? He called Q from the arcade. Um, you know, he basically went to the arcade with Bishop out of fear, and he's there. And as soon as he gets a quiet moment, he thinks he gets on the payphone and he calls Q, and he's like, "Q, man, you got to get over here." Yeah. I don't, and Q was like, why are you with him? And he was like, listen, he popped up in my stairwell at my house. <laughs> I, don't have a I have no choice. I'm scared. You need to get over here. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? So that was kind of that conversation. No, you're bro. right. No, you're, yeah. you're, you're right. You're but the, right. But, but was it, ha- but it's back to your point of like, what was the right order for that to happen? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, it's just, yeah. it's just, I feel like seeing them talk to each other about how they're trying to deal, deal with, with this. it all. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to talk about where that phone call was. That phone call went to Q's girlfriend's house. Q's girlfriend is an older woman who was actually married. Well, what? And that was the other thing, Britt. Very weird. Like, I was I like, and first and first I was, maybe she don't know he's in high school. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Where's she? This, <laughs> Go ahead. Didn't, no, because I, I want to ask you this because wait, bro, mm-hmm. can I can I ha- can I make a comment on the other back to the story of these guys before we go to the girlfriend? Yes, yeah. yes. Before we go to the girlfriend, be, question mark girlfriend? What? Right. Um. On on this piece, but that about, piece of broccoli did look good. <laughs> it did. When to when <laughs> when y'all were talking about um the actual Tupac's performance. Yes. And how well he did. Um, it was a great opportunity for me to interject a piece of one of my trivia. 
Hit us, hit us with the trivia, sis. So, <laughs> it's time for tonight's trivia. <laughs> well, this one is actually pretty commonly known. It's commonly known that Tupac had not it intended to audition for this role. Mm-hmm. He had gone to the audition with Tretch. Tretch was auditioning. Okay, Tretch mm-hmm. had auditioned. Donald Faison had auditioned. Okay. And um, he was just there and decided to audition. Okay, and then, so because of the 30th anniversary, Complex um, did um, an article, um, uh, complex.com did an article uh, in honor of the 30th anniversary of Juice. So this just came, this Mm -hmm. article just came out a couple of weeks ago. And there are a couple of really great quotes from Dickerson, the writer, um, the co-writer and director. And he had, there's a great quote from him about why Tupac won the role of Bishop. He said, a lot of guys who auditioned for Bishop came in thinking that all I have to do is go ballistic and show some anger and that'll get me the role. But when we found him, one of the things he tapped in on was the pain that Bishop feels. Where does all that anger come from? It comes from pain. It comes from a deep-seated pain and Pac tapped in on that. That's why he got the gig. And that's the thing he knew about Bishop, that a lot of young men who express this anger, it comes from pain. It comes Mm. from a deep-seated feeling of insecurity about them and their lives, and he captured that. And I wanted to share that because that kind of tells us that where Dickerson intended to create was a movie about the pursuit of the juice. And it turned out to be not exactly that, it turned out to be to feel more like a movie about a sociopath or or what or was it you know so just wanted to decode he he you know he he he, it was about the juice it was supposed to be about the juice listen (laughs) and the last thing the hood needs is a sociopath (laughs) it's it's already enough going on yeah so anyway since you were taking us you were taking us to the girlfriend of cute pedophile girlfriend well well, well, what what the thing is is that correct me if i'm wrong didn't q when he was calling Steele's family didn't he say friend from college uh i don't remember that i I can't remember remember. anyway anyway i'm saying being at his girl's house but i'm saying I didn't feel like it was clear whether they were saying these kids were all in high school or were like some of them in high school. You know, like I, I, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't feel like I. I wasn't clear on what age group they were trying. Were they saying these are like eighteen and twenty year olds, or are they saying these are like fifteen and sixteen? Year olds? Also unclear. And it was it, it was unclear, and that's because what I'm the point I'm trying to make is bringing to what you're talking about. If that was like a community college he was going to, it's a very different movie than if he was going to, co- to high no. school. You True don't get police do not come pick you up, age. and you are not running if you if you if you miss a class in college. Well, that's on you. You are a dummy, and you paid for that class. Yeah. So there's that. When you and are also the school, girlfriend said the girlfriend said to Q. That's what I was about to get to. <laughs> she made a comment about him and his high school friends. She because I said okay maybe he's lying 
And I was hoping that that was going to be it. Like, oh, she thinks this is a, probably a college. Because, you know, he looks older. He's in his senior year, probably. I'm assuming all this, right? Because we're clear that none of this <laughs> is in the movie. And so I was like, okay. But then I was like, wait. She's like grown, like married grown, kicking her husband out the house. She's grown. a nurse. I was okay. like, she is a nurse grown, meaning you've been to at least two years of school. You are out of the house and he is a child. You are a pedophile. You're in a relationship with a child. Well, and I go as far as call her pedophile, but, uh, I did but it. they was having sex. I mean, but I say it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of places where the age of consent is, you know, listen, listen. Also, somebody, 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 somebody being in high school. He could be 20 look, and be in high school. Look, the, that's, they care. didn't answer the question. But, but the but even that then, is, you but that's with somebody that's 20 in high school. That's, but look, that's, that's the problem. But, I know, but, but at least you're not a pedophile. That's the point. The point, the point is, is if this is the case, that this is a, let's say, 24-year-old woman who just kicked out her husband to deal with this high school student, the point is, that's a whole movie by itself. So oh, just, so just, just to gloss over that, that, because it didn't have to be it, 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 mm. none, none of that was even that whole relationship had anything to do with really the plot you should say it didn't even it wasn't even like she the was fact. in their lives they had her house number but what, yeah, it was but, just but, it was strange because it was like it was introducing something but then it didn't but then it didn't you know, do anything it was like and, they and did, not even not they, even from the side of okay she was a nurse and she has to say they want her life or something. It was just, you have this, if that's the case, you're having a adult married woman leaving her husband for a high school student. That is a big plot point. And we don't need to just be glossing over that. Yeah. At all. With, uh, we don't know, a slightly budding DJ career. Shout out to Queen Latifah. You're awesome. Listen, I was just like, is this really strange. happening? And then what strange. also made me go, well, they're just showing these things that do happen many times in these communities, older people interacting romantically with younger people. And Samuel L. Jackson's character was clearly sitting near the basketball court talking to someone that wasn't high school. Now we could say, oh, she just looked young. No, 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 no. That was a high school student, even inside his place of business. There was another young lady he was talking to, and I was like, this is a child. I was yeah. like, okay, what is happening in this movie? What is juice? I will I tell you, though, it. I will <laughs> tell you, the Samuel Jackson character is one character that was a side character that I thought they completed his side character arc. So the girlfriend, it was like, you started to wonder if whether they just put her it put Q's girlfriend in there so that somebody could recognize Steele at the hospital. It Thank was you. almost like maybe that's why they literally shoehorned but her they in there. Did that any number of ways. They could have done it any number of ways if they just wanted to have um, Steele be able to make his com the, the, the admission. 
in the hospital. It could have been one of the moms. It totally. could have been the sister. It could have been the dad. Totally. It could have been, it could have been, it been uh, accused it girlfriend. Been, it, accused age-appropriate girlfriend. Totally. Who just happened to be at the hospital. Now, volunteers at was the a clerk. Was a clerk studying, you know? anything. I thought that Samuel Jackson's character, his name was Trip. He was the, um, we don't know if he was the owner, he was the owner manager of the arcade, kind of. But he was also the guy who um, had, he was basically the guy that that knew what was going on in the neighborhood. He had the pulse. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that had all the information before anybody else. And he was also the person you went to if you needed the hookup or the person that you went to if you needed a message out there on the streets. So he was that guy. And... Um, They introduced him in a high-level way, meaning he was just present as the proprietor of the arcade. They circled back, gave us a couple of minutes to get to know his personality, to to get a sense of how he interacted with the community. And then at the end, they gave him a meaning, they gave him some meaningful interactions. We, um, they had a Bishop's character send a message to the community via the, via trip to kind of start to set up Q as the fall guy for all the murders. We also had um, Q go to trip at the end to set up a meet with um, Bishop. And so I thought, gosh, that's how you, how you make a side character work from a story perspective. They didn't do that with the girlfriend. It was, it was, it was, it was just, she made good, no sense. That was, she was no extremely, sense. that character for me was very problematic. Was I was just like, distracting. It was, I was just, because, because, like, because now, because you're like, this, if this is what's happening, this deserves more attention. Yeah. Like, 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 this, this is not, is an you know, issue. like, if this is, if that's what you're all trying to say, yes. like, if, so the fact that they never cleared that, cleared yeah. that up, was a major, major opportunity. Um, and missed in this. And also, at least they're a high school student that's going to class mm-hmm. because he literally was at her house, and it was almost ten, and she was like, "Oh, I gotta go to work," and I was like, "Girl." You should encourage him to go to school. I mean, if but, you're gonna date him, but, 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 at least tell him to go to class. Can we say that? Can we say this though? Like, there are stories that they could tell where it would where it wouldn't be that crazy. Let's say Q is eighteen, about to graduate high school. Let's say she's twenty two. She went to nursing school from eighteen to twenty, you know, and she got married at twenty. Which we all know people who totally, done that. People get married Absolutely. at eighteen. Even. So, but what Absolutely. I'm saying is, is that if that's the case, you need to name that. Because the way you're making it seem is that there's this huge sub story going on that doesn't anybody know about. Yeah, or, or that you. And, and that I, was that was the, and the character's name was Yolanda, played by Cindy Heron, who's the lead singer for In Vogue. By the way, did y'all realize yes. that was her? I really, I was like, oh, I said, okay, mm-hmm. what you no, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Mm-hmm. She oh. looks different with her afro. Yo, that was another thing. That you saying that, right, spun my brain to the fact that there were, you know, real hip hop artists and, uh, you know, R&B artists and stuff like that Yeah. in this movie. But I'm going to tell you one thing I was disappointed about. And it was the um, how they did the DJ battle. Hmm. Um, 
And it's because DJing and turntablism, which that is something I really miss. I, I truly like if you being at a DJ battle in the 90s was a very special experience. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because look, I have no problem with technology and people doing different stuff. Sure. Like I, you know, in my head, I always, y'all know, I always wanted to be a DJ. And even to this point, you know, I still think I might get some DJ equipment just so I can have it or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. And things are very different now in terms of technology, which makes being able to do, you got different ways you could do different stuff. But back then, you had to have records and you had to have crates of records and you had to spend hours just practicing and practicing and practicing to the point where to see these people have records, pull off a record, put it down, put the needle down, find a word instantly and be able to mix that word and scratch it and then do it over and over again with a whole bunch of records just to put a, a short, you know, 45 second a minute uh, uh, a routine together. It's phenomenal to see. And what I'm saying is this movie just didn't portray that for me. Mm. Like, like, and, and to think of, I, there were so many people I know available to, to do. I know people who would have been better at the scenes that, wow. that, and I'm saying you with the DJ scene, even your face doesn't even have to be in while you're, you know, they could have just showed the hands and like, they, and like had a real person actually doing it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And even when she went, when he went to, um, see Queen Latifah, I, for, I forget her name in the movie, but Rough House MC. That was her name, Rough House MC. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when when she played the tape, it was like he didn't even do nothing yet on the tape that would have warranted her being so excited. And the thing is, is they could have had that. They could have had somebody do something on that tape that was like, because back then getting a DJ tape wasn't just about the songs it was about what the dj did with the song and there were so many um tapes that were all like yo you gotta hear when he mixes this i am sad to hear this bro i i i honestly just assumed that they did right by the dj work i I just assumed it this is just my opinion i'm saying you were there you know what i I mean and i'm just saying like when you see some of the stuff that's a real missed opportunity they had let's see they had um fab five freddy tretch emd um dr dre ed lover queen latifah and then some people that i think are more actors flex alexander orin juice jones was a um r&b singer um of course donald Faison was there um you know, but just to your point, bro, there was so many musicians. I mean, look, look, I'm, I'm saying Queen Latifah, she knows, she would have known. I, I, I don't like, I don't know the restraints on that or what, but like going to a DJ battle is like this. First of all, even the structure of the battle didn't make sense 
Why would Q be b- battling the champion? And even if he was, he wouldn't be the champion yet in this battle because, you know, so Q wouldn't be, have been the challenger. They both would have been challengers. And, and because they're in this bracket of, of the DJ battles, which will get smaller and smaller until you have the, t- the top two. And so you had a battle, yeah. But he, and, and he then, just, he won a round. But what I'm saying is, is they called him a challenger. And he, w- he wouldn't have been a challenger unless the way the DJ competition was set up was that the the champion didn't compete at all. So mm. like they could have did it where like there was a bracket that everybody else was competing to be the challenger Got for, it. The, for the mm. champion. But if they're both in round one, they're both challengers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because they're both at the beginning of the, because it wouldn't make sense for the, the champion to get knocked out on the first round mm-hmm. if you're calling him the champion. And the thing about DJing, is like or, or turntablism is when they were like you would hear stuff. The whole point was to make up something that people didn't like. You're putting together things like like they're like I remember this one DJ battle I went to, and this dude was killing it. Like he he just he would just bring his he, he was bringing in all these different records, and he was just killing it and. At the end of it, he he puts on his last record. Remember, they got to physically do this as well because they got to put it on this record. And, you know, you got to put the needle down at the exact right place. That Imagine how much you got to practice to put the needle in the right place mm. on the record. I mean, and he said, so he's, he put it down and he's just scratching it. Like Janai talk about, you can't really hear what, what it is. You know, he's he's scratching, he's he's cutting up, and then when he lets it go, it's like, won't you be my neighbor? It was it was Mr. Rogers. <laughs> to, the crowd went crazy because nobody's expecting <laughs> you to bring out Mr. Rogers in this battle. You understand? I love it. I, yeah, it was so, just an so, opportunity to 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 for oh the for the people who were a fan of that art to really to be in, really impressed. And you would have had the me. best of the yeah. best there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like that, I do. So that that was like a real. Yeah, it's like it's like when you watch Love Jones, you also are like, oh, those are some good poems. You know, you know what I mean? So it's like, exactly. it was, you know, it's like they, they had a chance to honor that art. Yeah. That and it sounds like they missed it. That's such a beautiful example. Yeah. That's too bad. That's, that's too bad. That's, I mean, they didn't do any tricks at all. Like, like they didn't. I mean, they were scratching. But, but like, what about what about when Q was in his bedroom, really dedicating his time to his craft? I thought he was really doing something. No, they, I, I think he did good. <laughs> it, 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 oh. I think Omar Epps did. They Epps. said the internet said he really studied. He had because he hadn't he hadn't DJ'd, but he had a well, and, he had and to he work did. hard to be able to portray that. And he and it looked he looked like a person who had been practicing for a few months. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is when you see real turntablists, it, it, got it. it. When you see him, it's like. You have How been you in the basement that? somewhere for years. Like, like there's no way. There's it's just like there was this. I, I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you this 
I wish we could just pull it up, but I'm going to send you this, um, uh, a clip of this DJ. He's one of the biggest. He still is. His name is Scratch Bastard. And back in the day, he had, uh, he had this, this routine called the Imperial March. And the Imperial March, you remember um, on Star Wars, where they play the song, it's like dun 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 dun, dun yeah dun, yeah right. So Scratch Bastard had this these two records that were not that, but he was so good that he was able to make the tones of those records mm. play the Imperial March. So it's like so he was so when he's he's doing it, it's like. and the crowd is going crazy because that was the whole like to this is the last thing i'm gonna say none of those routines that they showed would have won a battle that's all i'm saying wow and bro the um the link that you just referenced we can put it in the comment section Um, we will put it under the youtube video Mm -hmm. um so people can can find it yeah Oh my gosh, that's so disappointing. You know, so bro, let me ask a question. This is for both of y'all um, about the soundtrack. Now, again, I tried to listen, to <laughs> go back and listen to the songs on the soundtrack. It was, it was tricky, um, you know? And so I ended up just, um, you know, going through a couple of songs that I knew you know, were mm-hmm. core to the story, you know. But so how was the soundtrack received at the time? And then to both of you, how do you feel about the soundtrack? How do you like it? Is it good? Is it strong? I'll list out some of the songs. Uptown Anthem, Naughty by Nature. Is it good to you? Teddy Riley. Um, Nuff Respect, Big Daddy Kane. It's Going Down, EPMD. He's Gaming on Ya, Salt and Peppa. Flipside Juvenile Committee um, by Raheem. Does your man know about me? I say these names. Um, Know the ledge, Eric B and Rock him. Sex, money, and murder, Pooh Man. So you want to be a, I can't see what the end of it is. So you want to be a gangster. Okay. And that is by Too Short. Don't be afraid, Aaron Hall. Shoot him up, Cypress Hill. What could be better, bitch? Son of Berserk. People get ready. The brand new heavies. And, and this was also at the time when, when Listen. this is when, when music came out and we were cherishing the physical tape. Yeah, you, you know, had or, to have the movie and the soundtrack. It right. Was a, so was this a treasure yes. soundtrack is my question. Well, everything you're saying, those are, from what I've heard, those are all famous people that you just named. Because mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. their names, so they have to be famous. Because mm-hmm. I am not a hip-hop head. I know well, well, it, was, it wasn't just hip-hop. It wasn't well, I mean, it was, just, it was also R&B in there as well. <laughs> so I, um, I, know, I know those names. Um, but I don't remember any songs from this serial killer movie. <laughs> I was just like... What's happening here? He's dating a woman that is married. The the kids are not going to school. He's shooting everybody. I couldn't pay attention to the soundtrack. I don't know <laughs> what was happening. I <laughs> heard it was there. I know I that there was tell some you, I thought it was, it was it, to me in terms of the soundtrack serving the movie. I but thought it, it was did good. well. I it thought, did I well. They, mm-hmm. I don't remember any of the songs, but I don't remember going. Oh, that shouldn't be in there. No, all yeah, of the sounded. On point with the movie, but I don't remember any of the songs. 
And I know we heard talking about this, but Brittany just, when she's saying that, it just makes me mad because that would have been an interesting movie. Like about if they just straight up made it like this, you know, this, this guy who's really a serial killer, but he's hiding it behind being this hood dude, but really he's just a sociopath. That would have been an interesting movie. We should movie, make that though. movie. Does that movie Layers. not exist? That would yes, just, it does. called Juice. Because there's never, well, I'm just saying <laughs> if that's what they were leaning into, because there's no other movie like that. Like, that we I can think that of. Movie. You know what I'm saying? Called but, it. Um, that's was Candyman a serial killer? Huh? Was Candyman a serial killer? Wasn't he killing people? No, nah, Candyman was, uh, it's a horror movie. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, different so, genre. Okay. so that's that's a different genre. There are hood horror movies. Yeah. But, but like to be like this thriller, like that would just be interesting, man. Just, mm. You know, putting this sociopath in a in a circumstance where people are killing each other anyway. And th- like that would have just been, mm. you know, and like you can even have a cop trying to figure out. Like, oh, I thought I was just chasing the gang dude, but it seems like this dude is a little more, you know, like that would have been interesting. You saying that, bro, I'm happy you said that. This is another reason why I was like, these are just some bad kids. Because Omar F's Q made it very clear. He was saying it to someone, to a police officer. He was like, you were out with your gang member friends. He was like, we're not a gang. I'm not in a gang. Like he was making, he was making a point to say like, we're not in a gang. And I'm like, you know, you know, and I, I'll put in quotes right from wrong. Like, you know, y'all are just. Well, well, that's, I mean, but, but, but anyway, that that's because that's the point. The point is, is that I feel like either one of these movies could have been good. A movie about these kids who are, you know, mischievous, one crazy, you know, is a little more than the others. I can see that or I can see this descent. But it's just sad that they never really picked the lane. But to answer yeah. your question, yeah. Janiyah. Yes, this this was also a great uh, soundtrack because um, it really encompassed the time. And just like Brittany said, which is interesting because you were so young at that time that it's interesting to hear me, hear you talk about, you know, that is what it was all about. It was about having the movie and the soundtrack. Like, like it was almost like you wanted to have it match it. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, and, Having a good soundtrack was an important part of all of those movies. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed the soundtrack. And there's, yeah, there's yeah. songs like, was- like you can play Don't Be Afraid at the party right now. And mm-hmm. if it's my yeah. generation, you're about to get it popping. Because that's- Wait, is that Don't Be Afraid? That one? Yeah. Don't Be Afraid. Don't Be Afraid. <laughs> that's my jam. That's my jam. Okay. Because like a lot of people say whatever about New Jack Swing, but I love New Jack Swing is great. (laughs) Can I tell you? Great. Can I tell y'all? James is constantly saying, "Don't doubt the clout." And I (laughs) thought it was just a super corny thing he was saying all the time. Turns out it's a lyric from this song, and I was like, "How many of your other sayings actually are cool?" But to me, just haven't resonated. <laughs> you know? He's always talking about don't cl- doubt the clout. And I'm like, I do doubt your clout. But I see now that I was the one that didn't have the clout because I didn't know that was a song. <laughs> you didn't have the juice. 
I didn't, didn't have, have the juice. juice. I still sit here this very okay. moment without adequate juice. <laughs> you Yet need again. to get some juice. <laughs> What is going on? Oh gosh! But yeah, did, I we, that by was the way, did we do? Did we do? Um, did we do do the right thing? No, we've done no spikely. We got it. We've done no We need a whole spike. I'm going to make sure that's on the content planner. Well, yeah, put put, put I've it on seen because that one, when, when Brittany talked about spikely. When Brittany talked about mm-hmm. him grabbing the stereo it made me think of radio right oh okay yes. so, oh there's gonna be so much to talk about so yeah that, so, so definitely put that mm-hmm. i want and before we because i feel it feels like we're wrapping up but mm-hmm. i wanted to make sure before we um wrap up that we do um the actor that plays steel mm-hmm what is his real name? Yeah, what's his name? Because he did a great job too. And I was he thinking he's playing a couple of tragic Jermaine Hopkins. Jermaine yeah, Hopkins, listen, sir, you do not get enough uh yeah. shout out credit for what you do. You have been in so many things that are important to the black community. Yeah. Um, from lean on me to uh did we do that? Huh? We haven't. We should. Nope, we haven't. We have to do that. Mr. Car- <laughs> Mr. Carjo love you because he don't know nobody that don't want to take care of his responsibility. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh. I feel like I've seen bits. Right. I don't feel like I saw it real good. Okay, Janai, just... Don't say it anymore. I saw next, parts of it. Janai, just take the next 30 seconds off. Brittany, finish with... <laughs> We're Brittany, let's act like she didn't say that and we're okay. just gonna continue. I was just kidding, y'all. I've so seen this it. Is Are it. you kidding me? I've got it memorized. Everybody knows that. Okay. Is he's in Lean on Me? He also was in um the Wayans Brothers. He was a main character on there. He's always been around to give us these laughs and to be the person that we all know. Mm-hmm. Sam Hopkins. Thank you. You are an amazing actor, you know. So we know, um, and of course, rest in because peace. when he when he but, was in that alley, I was feeling that. Listen, mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh when he, I was so happy when I saw his hand come up on that gate, and when he was laying in that bed in the hospital, he was like, "Bishop killed all these people." Yep, I, I said, you ain't keeping that secret anymore. Nope, as you shot that secret right on out of me. Yeah, that secret is out. Mm. I was just so man I, to and for for Tupac to play this character that you shot the Raheem and simultaneously went to his mother's house the day of the funeral, Brittany. hugged her, oh. told her your See? son was like a brother to me. I said, well, listen. If we look up the word crazy, Bishop is sitting there like this because that's crazy. But well, can I tell well, you, well, that, well, well, actually, well, that scene made me, because I was like, is he a sociopath or a psychopath? I had to look up both killer. because a psychopath <laughs> pretends to care, you know, and uh, but a sociopath makes it clear that they do not care. You know, and so anyway, so I, I was like, he, is he a psychopath? Is he a sociopath? And that scene where he's just faking this, this care, it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I think he's a new term, a socio psycho. It, it was definitely like a he's scene. Both. 
Yeah. It was definitely, that part was definitely like a scene out of Criminal Minds. You know what I mean? Like, like that that was, and what I'm saying is, is yo, that would, because it would have also been interesting because there's not that many black serial killers. So it would have just been a very interesting concept because he was a serial killer in the sense of it takes three or more. And so he killed the store owner, um, uh, Raheem, and the gang. The uh, Latinx gang member. Mm -hmm. So so he he was... Technically, a serial killer. Absolutely. You know, even from a deaf. So I'm just saying and he that was trying be- to get his number four. He was yeah, trying to kill Q. Oh, he 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 was. No, he was five. number four would have been yeah. still. Yeah, he number four would have been still. Uh, yeah, that's right. Number four would have been still. That's and right. Then number five would have been Q. Mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine, imagine the scene. That's right. That's right. Imagine the scene where he felt that release after his first murder. You know, and like, they, I mean, you could have just did so much with totally. that. I, totally. I, I'm just saying. You could have did so much with that. but um, Yeah, and also the way that he just shot the store owner, I couldn't help but wonder, was that his first murder? I think you know, it was. It's also like... I, I do, I do. I think it was because you could, like, a lot of times, I, I like unleashed, those shows like... Mm-hmm. I like those shows like Criminal Wise and, and those. And they do a lot of describing how it is for a person the first time. And it was just... He could not not shoot that dude. He just had to. And that's why I'm saying, like, this dude was not a hood dude. Mm. And that was a whole movie. Anyway, I'm All not, by itself. I'm not, I'm not but you know what? I'll say this. I'll say this. In life, is it is it clear whether it's nature or nurture? Well, Maybe well, there's what they something. Say, what they say is both. It's like, it's like yeah. if you take this psychopath, but put him in a normal yeah. home, like he'll probably be okay. But or if you take this normal person and put him in a messed up home, they'll probably be okay. But if you take a psychopath and put him in a messed up home, now you're making all of these because if you look at like the history of you know games or uh, um, uh, 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 you know. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Just like these people, if you look at their backstories, they're usually pretty crazy. But it just so happened that you have a crazy, well, a person who suffers um, from a dis, you know some type of mental disorder yeah. who's also yeah. in this a, circumstance. A difficult circumstance. Yeah. Oh, my God. a chance or even for someone to recognize it. That's and I right. like his voice recognized it some way but they're kids right so they don't know that man my friend needs some help they're like man you're you're out of control because it goes back to because because it goes back to what you said before of we're not even that conversation to to even recognize mental issues doesn't even really exist which that could have been a whole nother Maybe and it, we're we're saying movie movie. You didn't make it clear what what this was. Was this yeah. nature? Was like what, what what story were you telling? But maybe that is the way it goes. Maybe the movie did a good job of just naming. Gosh, there is a convergence of so many things here, and the work has not been done to figure out what happened. But now mm. all these people are dead. Like maybe the movie mm. didn't need to tell a linear story yeah. of, of, you know, and what it actually did was 
maybe, um, you know, maybe the story is that it's so unclear. And now we'll never know because Bishop dead. You Listen, know, yeah. and it just, it really it's just like another like just, tragedy of. It picked us up and dropped us in the day of the life <laughs> of these kids. Like yeah. that's what it did. It was just like, oh, I'm dating this woman. Oh, my dad is like staring at TV on drugs. Oh, <laughs> we're skipping school. Like this yeah. is just what we do on Tuesdays. Like we're, we're being dropped in. So we're like, hold on, wait, what? Oh, we don't have all that, the pieces. And, and, and you know what, sis? That is why I'm conflicted mm-hmm. about, about the movie because well, first of all, it feels like we're about to vote. Do you have any more? Well, factors? I actually, I actually, what I have, a, I have a couple more things real quick, y'all. And and we were when we're, as we're talking about this nature versus versus nurture piece, that scene in the apartment where they were hanging out, um, and Q and Bishop had that their their kerfuffle. Uh, the, what was actually on the screen was a gangster movie. You know, and I was like, what gangster movie was that where they were that they were watching? You know, and, and I always think about that. And we talk about that a lot on this podcast about how, you know, it's like that um that 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 chicken and egg push and pull of like we need to document life, but when someone is watching that documentation, um, or or there's something that's been inspired by real life that has a ton of violence in it. We are also then sewing a story of violence into that person's mind and heart. And they are, they, if they are impressionable, it could be the beginning of something. Um, and just that chicken and egg. And I'm sitting here watching these young guys were watching these gangster movies. And I was just like, God, what movie was that? I looked it up and it was a movie called white heat. And um, it was, and it was frankly about, um, it was about a, a person who was a gangsta who ended up becoming, um, he was a psychopath. Um, he was actually a psychopath with mommy issues. Okay. And his, wow. his, his psychotic devotion to his mother was the only thing keeping him sane. And then she dies and then he completely loses it. And so he essentially unravels. And that scene that they watched in, that they played in the movie um, was like his big unraveling at the end where basically um, it's, it's an iconic scene where he says, Ma, I made it to the top, top of the world. But what's actually happening is that he's being shot by the cops. And as he, because the cops are finally taking him down, you know, but it's after he's, apparently been awful like i haven't seen the movie but sure. i just thought it was interesting that the the um that they mm. made the choice to show those young men watching that gangster movie you saw i had text that i had text that like this is where they're getting this from yes you did they're, why, they're, they're watching these yes, gangster movies and you think about so many of these movies that many of them reference a lot of this mob type life, this mob type of, because yes, you know, yes. mob stuff is like sleep. You sleeping with the fishes. Mob stuff is I'm killing you and your lineage, so you all don't exist anymore. Mm. Like that is the type of mentality. Yes, and then, so you're putting that on these children who already are at a disadvantage. Yes, because of circumstances that were un that were out of their control. But then add on to that mental instability Mm. it's like 
Yeah, we're creating it's a, it's recipe a recipe for disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and bro, I have to ask you because you were, um, and, I, and I will tell y'all, I ended up, I didn't have time to, because I, I wanted to get some factoids and have time to grab them. But um, I was trying to figure out like um, how much the, um, the, like that mob, everything Brittany was just talking about, all of that, how that culture has influenced hip hop. And um, I was talking to James about it and he named several hip hop songs that were referencing mob mafia storytelling. And so I had done a Google search that was like rap mm-hmm. songs you know that mafia, reference. What's the hell stopping you? Yes. It was like, <laughs> I Googled like rap songs that reference the mob, rap songs that reference mafia culture, something like that. And there were so many articles that came up. I didn't get a chance to get into it. But the point is, there's documentation out there that's making that connection that you you were raising in, in your text, sis. Um, and bro, I was just wondering, Man, did you watch so, so those you mob movies? Because um, you you know, again, black black kid in the '90s, black boy in the '90s, you know. Well, I I think that the gangster movies just tap into something primal that we don't because of 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 so many things we just have never had the discussion of how to recognize this in ourselves and even Mm. embrace it in certain ways like i I tell y'all flat out why i like to go see commando movie you know because but i can recognize certain things in myself and just let it be there but what i'm saying is I think people are more attracted to the strong, the you know, the guys are attracted to the strong man, the 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 invincible man, the boss, the big, mm-hmm. you know, being the 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 just being that leader of just that warlord is something that speaks to people, uh, you know, especially young men on a certain level. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you don't know how to recognize that and be able to um embrace it in the right ways you know when when you when you can uh i'm just saying i think that's what it more is i think because yes on 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 a surface levels like yeah you know people like these gangster movies but we also like bruce lee we also like conan we also Mm. like you know terminator we like the movies where you know, Die Hard. We like the the guy Rambo. You know what I'm saying? Like we like sure. the the just just the bravado of it, and being mm. and seeing those guys who could walk around and are just like their Teflon, just based on who they are, mm. is something that's attractive to people, especially if you have nothing. You know what I mean? So, wow. um, I, so I'm I'm just saying. I, I think that yes, did I watch all those movies and like them? Do I still love them? Yes. Is it, you know, problematic in certain ways that, you know, you are watching a movie about. That is about, it's glory. It's not glorifying is, you know, has a connotation, you know, but it's, it's glorifying, it's violence. It's, you know. And you're also naming your. You know, because there are a lot of rappers whose names and stuff come from. Listen, you know, so I'm saying that 
do I also think there's an issue with people holding people in such high regard that based on the same media hold them in low regard? I also mm. think that that's a, you know, th- there's a lot that goes on, but so I'm saying, yes, I've seen the movies, but fortunately, in my opinion, I was able to put them in a place where I think they should go yeah. as opposed to, you know, dictating any part of my life. I think that something else that is just, you know, we don't have to get into it, but everyone you just named, with the exception of Bruce Lee, were all white men. And so you have these white movies informing Black communities or just being an integral part of it. That is also huge in my mind mm-hmm. well yeah i mean as far as um that I, I, you know like i said we we there's i think that's more of a lack of you know there just wasn't that many action stars sure for us sure. yeah so, lack of representation you know for sure so, you yeah. know so, but, so there's i'm just saying there's because I also liked Action Jackson, you know what I mean? Like, like I also Blade was also the best, you know, uh, the one who kicked off the whole Marvel franchise. But it's just that, again, I think that's another thing where you would just have to teach these people to recognize it. It's just like, yeah, you like watching this because you know this dude is doing some ridiculous stuff. But there's, but there's also, a there is a subconscious kind of like internalization of, of what power looks like and what authority looks like. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just a fact yeah, that that's yeah, there's, the problem with unbalanced representation. Yeah, there, 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 there's a lot. There's a lot that, you know, obviously. And, and we have but, on our content planner now, what if we just added one? Goodfellas, Scarface. Oh, now. We added both now, of those, so. When do we add those? At the top, I think you were still getting your um, mic on, sis, in the yeah. pre-show. We, oh, we, we, no. we started listing some of these out. Oh, you saw them both? No. Oh, yeah. I've, I've purposefully stayed away from something. Oh, well, we have 8,000 movies I, well, listed in the content planner, so we don't have to rush to it. Sis. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get there eventually. But, but the thing about... I would like thing, to talk about the, also, the parallels the, of the um, Sound of Music and Goodfellas. All right, Jenna, can you drop Brittany off the, the call? But, <laughs> out of out of but, this entire podcast for the future? Yes, but but what I, what I'm saying is is that I also I also don't like people going the other way too far because once you start recognizing certain things, then I feel like some people miss out on art as well sure. because yeah. the thing is is about Goodfellas, it's an objectively good movie mm-hmm. in terms of storytelling and just, yeah. how, you know, so sure. It's also, like I said, we, we get way yeah. in the weeds with that, well, but, but um, I definitely wanted to bring, before we vote, I wanted to talk about one last thing. Okay. Then, and I have one more point too. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go okay. Ahead, so. I want a point. I don't have one though. <laughs> my one last little nugget is that there was the the ending that actually made it to the movie theaters was not the ending that the movie maker actually intended did y'all know about that i actually didn't know that listen you know i don't do research wait a minute okay so and this is actually for anyone who 
has known this movie. The 30th anniversary edition on Amazon. It's called 4K Ultra version, something like that. It's like 4K Ultra HD. That's what it is. Um, They have a lot of little special stuff on it, like, you know, special director's commentary, a, a retrospective. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at all of them yet, but they have some special stuff on there. And um, one of the things they actually show is the alternate ending. And so I was going to describe it to you, but then I actually, because you can actually, you can just, it was recorded. Um, But then I actually have a quote from that same article that just came out a few days ago on complex.com where we can actually hear Dickerson, the creator, explain what the original ending was. Okay. So this is this is from that article. For those who are unaware, Dickerson explains that in the original Juice ending, Q and Bishop were fighting and Bishop goes over the roof and they're holding each other. Q's trying to pull him up and Bishop's trying to help. Bishop's trying to help him pull himself up until he hears the police sirens coming. And then he has this Zen moment. When he looks at him and Q said, when he looks at him and says, I'm not going to jail. And he lets go of Q's hands. The studio made me cut that because they thought it was too disturbing that the bad guy decided how he was going to go out. But to me, that was the point of the character, that his strength of conviction was that he'd rather die than go to prison, partially because of what happened to his father. But the idea was that this is an attitude that is out there that needs to be dealt with. So I'm happy that we were actually able to find the rough cut of that moment and put it back in. He's talking about in the 30th anniversary edition, you, you can now see the ending. Wow. So you know, the movie we saw stops with Bishop dropping, but we don't find we, what we, with the piece that they cut out was Bishop actually deciding to drop. Mm-hmm. So it's as a matter of fact, Bishop because, was still trying to hold on. Yeah, Bishop I, was still yeah. trying to hold on. And and I, but I thought in my head, was he trying to hold on? But I didn't see him like swinging his legs or reaching for anything else with his other arm. And in my mind, I was like, Bishop is going. I was literally saying to myself, Bishop is going to let go. I was like, he's going to let go of Q's I didn't arm. see that I at was all. Like, I felt I was like, like he was grasping. Well, listen, all I was thinking was that's what a serial killer would do. Serial mm. kill yourself. So I was just like, you know well, what? Well, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is <laughs> that a lot of times. <laughs> that's how it ends. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I could see it. You I know, like that other ending. I got to say, I prefer yeah, it. Yeah, it does. I would have liked to see that other ending. Yeah. I prefer that. Yeah, and that would have been more the side of something I think like the hood dude would do. That would have made it the juice. The, yeah, that would have been a juice thing rather than the psychopath thing. Because exactly. serial killers most often try to survive. Like like they, for yeah. whatever reason, mm-hmm. if you look at a lot of the stories, like they not only want to survive, they want people to know about them. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, but, but and I'll tell you that, that in that, that scene, him not wanting to drop is part of the reason why I was using the term sociopath and not psychopath, mm. because a sociopath can form a, emotional attachments. But a psychopath but that, but, can't. But that, 
And I was but, thinking in that moment, he was like genuinely, you know, save me, save me friend, like actual friend. You know what I mean? And so but, I was giving him a depth of friendship in that moment too. But see, I think. I would have reminded I, I would use my other arm, but I'm shot in it. I think, <laughs> I think he was a really, <laughs> he was really psychopathic. And I think that mm. even in that last moment, he was just faking just because faking. Wow. Um, the same way he was faking at the funeral. He was faking like, at that funeral. But the last thing I wanted to talk about was the last line in the movie. The, you got all the juice now. Oh, God. It, it, here's the thing. I just did like how it was executed. It felt very, and like yeah. all movies have that line, but I love it when they kill it. Like, like when Ice, when, when Doughboy in Boys in the Hood says, they have nothing about all this other stuff, but nothing about my brother. They either don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the hood. It's yeah. like it's like I know what y'all were trying to do, but you did it so good that I don't even put that care. button on it. Put that button on it. On it. Yeah. Mm. Or like, yeah. or like, or like at the end of minutes, where he was like, my grandfather one time asked me if I care if I live or die. I do, but now it's too late. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah. just it, it was just so well done. Fit. But I'm saying for me, that one wasn't my, my for me. Yeah. Like, this is why Mr. Like, Clark was crazy. Lean on me. Well, like, you know what? I, I gotta so tell you, I appreciated <laughs> stay in school. I appreciated that. Um, it was actually that scene of him saying, you got the juice and Q's face of like, as he's telling him he's got the juice. Yes. Q is like having a flashback to life just a couple of days ago where they were just friends out being inappropriate during during school hours. And, and now it's like, as far as he knows, all three of his friends are dead. He doesn't know still is alive at that point, you know? And so it's like, he's looking at him like, the juice? What are you talking about? But then he just leaves because it's like, you know what? I, I guess I got it now. I guess I got oh, it. Oh, so Omar Epps did great. It was I'm actually that big. theme that inspired, like when I was, when I was coming up with that voting symbol of the, of like that, that, that scratch that. Yeah. And it was because the perception of the moment meant, so much in a in a good way it, when you think about what you're trying to accomplish or if you're on a mission to get the juice people around saying like the criteria for the juice is problematic is the point and um and those people were like yeah now he's a badass and it's like no his friend just slipped through his fingers i get and, and i get what they were trying to do I really do. do I you. just no. I I liked Omar Epps. I think he did with his facial expression. He did really well in that moment to to he convey did. what he, he was did. thinking. But what he I'm did. just saying is, 
the old even head. when he got on that oh when he got on that elevator him and Tupac when Tupac was looking at him I said yeah. Tupac feel like I'm about to get shot I think I'm about to yeah. get shot mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that just I mean even the way that you know there was another dude who picked up the gun it's like yeah you know that's starting a whole another yes. story like, like all the elements were there it just it felt corny to me instead of oh, putting the God. punctuation on it and I so, take us to the vote, bro. Take us to the vote. You're you're summing uh, you're summing it up right now. I feel like you're getting to your conclusion, I'm tell you, bro. Like I, Brittany gives an interesting perspective in the sense of our argument could be made. We're just plopping you in the middle of this day. Mm-hmm. You don't get no context, Mm-mm. no flashbacks, and, nothing. And I'm saying. There are movies that I've enjoyed that do that. Um, but for whatever reason, this one just didn't connect with me like that. But 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 at the same time, we talk about a classic. Would I show this to you know my nieces and nephews? Would I think I would still? And I, I think I would. I think if anything, I would say. This is one of the main ones, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I, at the very least, even the culture around it, I think it just makes it a classic. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to still give it my, even with all the stuff we talked about. Yeah. I'm just going to lean into, we're just getting a snapshot in their lives. There's a lot more stories that could have been told. This movie had a high cultural impact. Yeah. It's one of the big ones. That's why it's named it. Don't be a menace. It's also your while you're drinking your juice. Mm-hmm, That's why mm-hmm. it's one. So, sure. So, and I'm going to tell you, I didn't come to this decision until right now, but I'm going to go ahead. It gets my scratched record. <laughs> wow. Bro, so I'm going to tell. Yeah. Don't forget that part. <laughs> I need, I need, I need a timeout button for (laughs) where I like I can push it and it gives her like a forty-five second timeout. (laughs) That's me closing on my timeout. (laughs) Yeah, for our audio, um, you know, she just did a robot. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Brittany put herself in a in a robot pose and then froze herself. Yes, she just did it again. She's doing it right now. All right. So, <laughs> bro, I'm going to tell you at the top of this, I had some clarity about where I was going with this. Mm. And our our conversation actually has confused me quite greatly. Mm. One of the reasons why I felt like this movie could be a classic was because I thought it was honoring DJ culture. And I'm not saying it wasn't. Well, that's just but, my opinion. Oh, listen, but come to find out that maybe they could have done a better job at that. You know, bro. Wait till and you I'm not saying your opinion you. is the only like, I mean, listen, this is this is the right perspective. It's the three yeah. of us, you know, we don't have all the opinions in the world. That's it's right. Three people. That's right. And um, you know, for all intents and purposes, bro, I think you are a good barometer. Because of how deeply engaged in that culture you were, you were very intentional about it. You weren't happening through it. Mm-hmm. You were 
intentionally in it. You were literally in the age group that was being depicted here. You were there in that moment. So there was an opportunity for them to lean into this culture yeah. in a way that would have felt more uh, authentic for you in terms yes. of what would have actually been top-notch DJing. But right. I got to tell y'all, like that's, and I'm so disappointed about that because that was to me a big pro of and kind of pushing it into classic because I, it's important that we document these parts of like black culture in a way that really honors them, you know? Now, what actually to me, um, another thing that I, this, and this is the good and bad of, 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 of learning about the alternate ending. I am so happy to learn about it because I like it better than the mm -hmm. ending that we got. But it also now I start to wonder what else did they cut out? You know, and you just think about that push and pull of a creator having something and then wanting to get it out to the masses and needing to kind of give in on some things so that the product can get out there. The creators, the two writers of this film, they originally wrote it in the 80s. It was originally, I think it was 1980 and 1981. It was like the 80, 81 where they actually wrote it. And it took them all that time to the 90s to get it made. So how many compromises did they have to make beyond the alternate, beyond, beyond the ending that they actually wanted? Mm. And so again, there's like, we'll never, we won't, we'll never know what the film could have been if the actual creators had just been able to do what they want to do. And knowing that that really top-notch ending was actually their intended ending. Gosh, what was that raw write-up like? And it's so funny how that would be that they would take that ending out, but they kept in this confusing narrative about his girlfriend. Okay. Thank you. That should have that should have hit the cutting room floor immediately. Immediately. <laughs> so, or or you also wonder though what got put in. There are things that could have been taken out. Things that could have been put in. It, put in. So, um, I almost wish we could just hear from them about that. What else? How else was this different from what you originally intended? Yeah. Um, now, what to me remains true. What remains true is that these actors did their thing okay these portrayals were great that core four they did a great job Tupac boy you were unhinged you were unhinged you just were Omar Epps I gotta tell you his performance in this movie was to me better than some and I'm a fan of his it was better than some performances we've seen in other things okay mm. And so I got to tell y'all that the acting of those four main characters to me, it, 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 is, it is a huge part of why I might watch this movie again. You know, and we always There's think about no that as the criteria, as Arby was saying, it's like, well, yeah. we watch it again, you know. Um, now, here's the last thing I'll say. If this movie was just on, would I stop and watch it? Is, is like a cherished movie that I now have, you know, in my heart and in my mind. I would not. I wouldn't just watch it, you know? And um, as much as I respect it, I, I, I wouldn't just watch it. So I just have such mixed feelings about it. That DJ yeah, culture piece absolutely. was a huge reason why I was I was very ready to make it a classic at the top of this, and now I'm I'm just so confused because I don't feel as bought in anymore. 
And I have sent you all, I'm sending you all three DJ videos and I'm demanding that you watch all three. Bro, should I put them in the comments of the, um, when we sure. post this too? You don't sure. have to put them in the comments. You could put them in the I mean, in the description. Box. Yeah. Sure. Thanks, sis. But I, I just want you to have. Yeah. So we can have so that you reference. Get in my head. Mm-hmm. In, in, but I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, gosh. We got to decide right now. All right. All things considered. And including the fact that, that, you know, we've had a chance to hear the words through that article from Complex, to hear the words of that, that creator, of um, we got a sense of what his intention was. And his intention was to create a movie about juice and Britney's um, framing of it being just a moment. It's a moment in a more complex story. And we don't have everything that, that led into it. And we don't know everything that happened after. Okay. Um, oh gosh, all things considered. Y'all, I, I think I would still make this movie a classic. I think I would still make it a classic. And I will say that I wonder if I would reconsider that once I have seen more of the hood films. Well, let's put because a pin in I've only seen a handful. I, you know, I've only seen a handful get... at this point. Given the handful that I've seen, this one is not as good as some of them. No, it's not. Just no, in that, terms of clarity of story. Yeah, yeah, that. And that's all I'm talking about. It's that clarity story. of story. Yeah. That's where it's not meeting where these other ones that we have seen, you know, boys in the hood, like it's not getting to that level of storytelling. But um, I, I also, it, I couldn't call this a bad movie. I can't say that they failed. I can't say the acting wasn't great. I can't say the music, it was good. And it, it deserves its place, I think, in, in, the, in the list of classics. It does. So I'm sorry, y'all. I'm hemming and hawing because it's hard. Um, it's a hard one. It's a hard one, but I'm going to go ahead and give it my scratch record. Nice. With a gun on it. I was just about to say. I know you were. All right. Um, y'all, this one's, tough. <laughs> this one's tough. This one's tough. Um, I'm sitting here. I didn't have words for it until we were talking. <laughs> but it was like, wait, why is this happening? Why is that happening? But I will say that it caught me completely off guard when he shot Raheem. And so because that caught me off guard and because I did enjoy the movie the entire time I was watching it, um, although there were so many pieces I felt like just went, I didn't understand. It left me like that little meme of that little furry white thing that's like, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? why like like that's how i was feeling like why is this happening and so even though it left me with those feelings i still thought the story was unique in the sense of what do you do when you have a sociopath in the hood what is how this can't even what things didn't we see when he was growing up mm-hmm. You know, did he have some tendencies? Like, did he harm animals? A lot of times that's what they do first. Like they're doing these certain Mm. things that let you know 
something else is going on. Oh, this movie's mm-hmm. gonna be so good when we write it. Oh my god! And so, <laughs> like, what what thing didn't his grandma see? Because it's just his her sweet little grandbaby that well, she's trying to she take see? care. Of. And where or is his, what, what happened to the mom? What happened to the mom? And what did the mom see? Where is the mom? And why? And more about the dad, like him basically is what is it catatonic is that the word mm, he's kinda, in this yeah, he was state like, where he's just sitting there and he's just staring what is that about so i think that did his dad have some of that other juice you know so y'all um, are we gonna write the origin story of a bishop is that our movie we're gonna make well here's the thing i mean uh, I, i'm I, I feel like it it that... But I think it I think it would have to be like a reboot because I would want to see the whole okay. But anyway, all right. All right. Okay. okay. But I will say, just based off of that, um, I don't know if I would show this to my kids. I would absolutely say go see your uncle to watch this because I don't want to sit and watch this with you. Um, and so <laughs> um I, it's going to get my scratch record. Uh, with the gun on it because mm-hmm. they're, they're I, still, I enjoyed it i still yeah. enjoyed it I, I like and i love and the fact that it had gave us this depth of conversation That's not just about the movie but about hip-hop culture about mental health in the black community um about the glorifying of gangsters and mob life like it really gave us some rich things to speak about. And so I appreciate that anytime a movie can do that. Mm. Well, it squeaked over. There it you have it. The there you have Man. it, folks. The, the movie Juice is a classic from the right perspective. Thank you for tuning in, y'all. This was a great conversation. So, I just love doing this with you, bro and sis. Oh my God. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Thank you for tuning Love in, y'all. everybody. Bye. Love, y'all. Bye. Bro. Love you, sis.